How do you trust your own instincts and needs when other people around you don't seem to get it or are making you question and doubt yourself? This is the question that we're diving into today, and I'm going to share a few things that I think are going to help you to navigate the space where maybe what your gut instincts are telling you is a bit at odds with what the people around you have to say, or you know that there's a need that you have that just isn't really being taken seriously. So thank you for being a part of this conversation with me. I'm April Star Boyd, and I'm a therapist, coach, and breathwork facilitator. And this podcast is a place where we talk about how we're showing up in our lives, in our conversations, in our relationships, and how we're taking more power and responsibility for our half of the yard and less responsibility for over-functioning, over-giving, and people-pleasing for the people around us. So thank you for being here. So this question was sent in to me by a woman that has been doing a lot of personal growth work, personal healing work, and along that journey has faced both you know, challenge and misunderstandings, both from people personally and as well as her professional care team at times. And so I wanted to dive into this question because I think it's a really relatable one. I think we've all been in that position where something inside of us is saying something's off or here's what I need, or here's what I know to be true. But we've had that moment of kind of holding our breath and biting our tongue because the people around us are ultimately saying, no, I don't think that's it. Or why would you even feel that way? Right. Or maybe there's something wrong with you that's making you feel or want what you want. And so of course, as always with these podcasts, nothing in this is intended to be prescriptive. Everything I'm saying in all of these episodes is really just offerings for you to step back and consider, filter it through your own wisdom and your own guidance system, take the parts of this that feel useful, and set the parts of this that don't aside. I obviously don't know the ins and outs of you know, this woman or anybody else's Um, personal life that I'm not actually working with in a one-to-one capacity or a couple's capacity. And so everything here is just invitations to think through what hits home for you and what doesn't. And and I'm going to circle back to this point because it kind of weaves into what I want to say a bit later. So the first thing that I want to say is you know, when we're looking at this question of how do we trust ourselves when others don't get it or make you doubt yourself, the first thing that I want to say is we have to own our role. And this is a continual practice in so many ways, but we have to own the role of we are the sovereign over our own life right? We are the leading character in our own story. We are the expert on our own life and our own experience. And ultimately we can't delegate that power 
because other people don't necessarily know what's best for you. Most of the time, (laughs) right? There's some caveats to that and I'll get into that in a minute. But here's the thing. As I was thinking about this question, I remembered a situation that came up for me. So I was driving my car in Turkey at the time and in Turkey, really there are no rules of the road, right? This system works completely fine there. (laughs) Definitely took some adjustment for me to get used to, but essentially like there are no rules of the road. So you can't really trust that when you get to a stop sign that anybody's actually going to stop, right? You can't really trust that like and going through a roundabout that people are going to follow the rules that I'm used to, you know, back where I come from, it's a different system. And one day I was coming into this roundabout and this woman was signaling me to go, right? She had stopped her car instead of moving and merging into the roundabout And she was signaling me to kind of keep moving through the roundabout past her, which again, in another place would have been the obvious place to do right back in Canada. That would have been the obvious rule of the road. But in Turkey, there's not rules of the road. People kind of just go and they work it out amongst themselves in the traffic. And as this woman was stopped her car and she's literally waving at me, but I'm slowing down because I can see something that she can't see. I can see that there's a car coming up on the other side of her that's about to merge onto the roundabout in front of me. And this car is driving really fast and quite aggressively and doesn't look like they're also going to yield at that yield sign. So instead of following her direction and continuing to accelerate through the roundabout, which would have resulted in me getting hit by this car, I was slowing down and seeing what this other car was going to do first before I put myself in harm's way. And it was such an interesting, concrete image of really what happens in our lives over and over and over again. Not everybody can see the whole picture that you can see about your own life. So in this moment, had I just deferred my power, right, to this woman and said, ah, she's waving for me to go, I should go, I would have been hit by a car, right? I could have been physically injured and harmed. My car would have been harmed. It would have been a big problem. But I think this is what's happening to us, you know, in our daily lives and in our relationships and our interactions with people all the time. There's moments when other people think that they know what's best for you, but they're only seeing things from their specific point of view that might be missing things. And that's why you'll hear me say on this podcast None of this is prescriptive. Filter this through your own wisdom. Filter this through your own sense of what feels right for you. And this is actually what I begin every um, private session that I'm doing. When I have a new client in in my private work, I offer this, you know, really straight out the gate at the beginning of our conversation. I literally tell people, I may say, 
here's what it looks like from here. I think this is maybe where things are getting stuck, or I'm wondering about trying this or that. But you know the insides of your life and your relationship better than anybody on the outside does. So feel free to say, April, here's a piece of information that you're missing, or here's why that would not work for my partner, right? So that we can make sure that what we're doing is effective and it's on track. We can't operate from this place that, you know, even in that setting, because someone's hired me, you know, to partner with them and help them through this, that I'm supposed to know everything more thoroughly and more comprehensively than they might know about their own life. Right? And so we so I offer this to people so that it puts it on the table from the very beginning that my perspective is not that, you know, I'm the great and powerful Oz and I know better for them because there's times when maybe I'm missing a piece of information. There's times when maybe the picture I have in my head doesn't totally fit what they're actually describing to me. And so it's a process of double checking that with each other all the time, all the time. Now, if you're in a situation, well, actually, let me just backstep. So, so when we look at it, we have to kind of claim this role that even if it feels like there's things we're working on, even if it feels like, you know, we've got some work to do, right? Essentially, you still have to claim responsibility for your own self. You are the guardian of you. You are the protector of you. And this brings us to the next piece, which is What we're really doing in these moments, and I would argue, you know, throughout our life, is we are building and repairing our relationship between us and us. (laughs) So, so many of us have been through, you know, situations or life experiences or just ways of living where we've been operating with a lot of self-abandonment. Let me explain what I mean when I say self-abandonment. Self-abandonment is every time you really don't want to do something, but you say yes anyways. Self-abandonment is when your ex would try to gaslight you, right? When you were suspicious about what they were doing. And even though you had this kind of small voice screaming in the back of your head that was like, something is off. I know something is wrong. I don't trust what he's telling me about his relationship with his quote female friend, right? And we stay silent anyways, that is self-abandonment. Every time we make somebody else's truth more true and more important than our own, we are operating from a place of self-betrayal and self-abandonment. And this takes a while. 
which is where I would say, you know, the goal when we're doing healing work is less about fixing ourselves and more about personal evolution. I hope when I'm 75, I'm continuing to do personal developing work. I'm continuing to invest in healing modalities of many forms that help me to just continue to evolve and grow as a person. This is a lifelong relationship between you and you. Every time that we're in a moment where somebody invalidates our needs and we treat that as true, accurate, justified, and we silence ourselves and we put our needs on the shelf and we just kind of comply with what seems to be expected of us, we are operating from a place of self-betrayal and self-abandonment. And I think we've all done this to ourselves in many big and small ways over and over and over throughout the course of a lifetime. There's just so much family pressure, cultural pressure, social pressure to be prioritizing others above our own self. So of course we've had moments where we have overrided and ignored our own intuition and our own knowing what I know to be true in this moment. So the way you can start to get this back on track is when realizing that this is the work of building and repairing a relationship between you and you. And we can start to do that in really small ways because when we're kind of new into this, you know, reacquainting with ourselves, that voice can be hard to hear, right? Because think about it this way. If you've had somebody not replying to your text messages, you send them texts over and over and over and over, and they just never really respond, you kind of give up and you get quiet. And sometimes our own instincts and our intuition can work the same way where it becomes really hard to hear because we haven't listened to it for a long time. So it hasn't really bothered to waste its breath trying to talk to us. So it can take a bit, right? This is like getting to know ourselves, starting to date ourselves, starting to be in relationship, starting to ask ourselves questions and waiting and giving ourselves space to hear the response. And that can be with things as small, as simple as, hmm, I've had the urge to make myself another coffee. I'm going to pause for a second. Does my body actually want more coffee? Hmm, no, I'm good with water. Hmm, yeah, coffee would be amazing, right? Starting to just rebuild and prioritize the relationship between us and us. The other piece of this is protecting your energy and peace of mind. So one of the things that happens when we're working on something exciting and new, and that could be you know, directions that we're growing in our own personal development work and healing, 
That could be a new business that we're starting or a job change that we're thinking of making or a new direction or decision that we're looking at making in our life. And sometimes we're not very good protectors of that flicker of desire and inspiration. I think of it like this. When we're making a big change, right? When we're trying to build something different, whether that's changing your relationship with yourself, changing jobs, starting a business, leaving a relationship, starting a relationship, whatever that is, I picture it as like little plants starting to grow out of the ground. Little shoots starting to come out of the earth. When that's new, when we're just getting that going, when it's something that is both tender and important to us, right? When it's that stuff that kind of activates our nervous system a little bit of like, you know, this feels vulnerable and important to me. I think we have to be good protectors of that little plant that's trying to grow because there's many people out there who, whether they intend to or not, will step on it, will be clumsy with their words, will be messy with their actions, will be oblivious to the impact that they're actually having on you, whether they intend to or not, and they accidentally step on your little plant that's trying to grow. So instead, I think we have to be careful about habits of oversharing with people that don't understand the life we're trying to live, right? I think this becomes a key question. Are you sharing, you know, those details of what you're working on, what you're working towards, what you're trying to do, what really matters to you? Are you sharing those with people that are going to get it because they're like-minded and they also are, you know, pledging allegiance to a similar path in their own life? Or are you, you know, offering up these tender, personal, intimate details of your life to people that have no point of reference to understand what you're talking about, right? There's people that I don't really talk about, you know, my my work with, both personally and professionally, right? I don't talk to them about when I've gone and done a great therapy session for my own self, because that's not something they can relate to or identify with. And so this is not the relationship that we have. This is not my personal growth running buddy, right? Who we're exchanging notes on like, oh, here's what I'm learning, or here's where I'm getting stuck, or here's this great resource or, you know, therapist I've just found, right? We have to start getting intentional and responsible for where we are putting our heart out into the world. Because here's the thing. I don't think it matters how confident you are, how secure you are, how right you are to feel what you feel or need what you need. We are social creatures. 
We are relational creatures. So when you pour your heart and soul out to somebody sitting across from you and they say something dismissive or criticizing or change the topic, that stings. It stings. There's an impact to that. But what many of us do is we then get into this place of almost needing to work harder to get this person's understanding or approval instead of kind of checking and noticing. It's like, you know, going to McDonald's and trying to order filet mignon, right? Like if you're going to, you know, talk to a family member who's never done any kind of therapy work in their own life and you're talking about, you know, your own experience and like what you're working on and what's working and what's not, and you're trying to have these deep conversations, they're not really going to be able to go there with you. So I would argue the problem isn't that that person can't go there with you. It's that you're being reckless about where you're taking your heart. There's 90 other topics that you could think of to talk to that person about if you're wanting to spend time with them or having to spend time with them that don't involve your most sacred experiences. So I would love to know if you found that helpful. And if you are listening to this around the time that it comes out, I'm offering a free five-day mini course and it's called get them to hear you, how to make fighting easier. And what I'm doing in this is I'm sharing five days of mini lessons that you can use to to change the way that you and your partner do conflict together so that you can move out of this place of gridlock and having the same fight over and over again and start to be able to speak and move through these conversations in a way that keeps them present and open to hearing what you actually have to say. So I'm going to put the link for that in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. And of course, none of this is intended to replace individual therapy. So if you are interested in working with me one-to-one, send me an email and we'll see what we can do. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.